Welcome to No Challenges Remaining from Wimbledon on day three of the Wimbledon Championship. First round is still going on because of all the rain, and the rain has also been a topic of conversation for the moisture and slickness of the courts under the center court roof, particularly Serena Williams bowing out after suffering a couple falls on the court, slipping and re-aggravating a hamstring injury. Pam Shriver is here with us, our Charm City correspondent for NCR. Pam, good to see you in person, first of all. Yeah, Ben, you too. Um, I haven't been like you to an in-person tennis event since Australian Open of 2020, so yeah. this Wimbledon means a lot for a lot of reasons. Yeah, for sure. So let's. Get, so that's the happy part. The unhappy part is obviously the courts. We're ready for the tennis. The courts did not seem nearly as ready. And it's just two matches in a row that got really altered by the wet courts on center court. Adrian Manorino was leading two sets to one against Roger Federer in the match before and then hurt his knee after slipping. And then Serena goes out back to back. You were calling the match, or you were on air for ESPN. What did you make of, of the sequence of events, both as a, as a viewer and also someone who's played a lot of grass court tennis in your day? Well, I knew coming in, this championship is different for a lot of reasons. They haven't played on grass in two years. Maybe, you know, some players had lead up matches on uh, tournaments with very different grass courts. So the courts weren't played on a year ago. Um, also, there's one less week because yeah. of Roland Garros moving a week later. And of all the years, the pandemic year, it was really unfortunate for the players that they didn't get that extra week. And the weather didn't cooperate. Unlike, say, Friday, Saturday of the lead-up days before the tournament where I watched a lot of good practice sessions, they weren't slipping like this. But it's been a very wet first couple of days. So you put it all together, plus the roofs, I think the condensation, it's very, just gets more damp with the roofs closed. So it's made it for a very slippery first couple of days. You were very good on grass in your career, obviously. Uh, suited your game well in a lot of ways. But the footwork on grass is something that uh, really is a different sort of hurdle for a lot of players. I know like Naomi Osaka, for example, is not here this year, but she has this sort of obvious power game. People think work on grass, but she hasn't been able to get the footwork right at all. And so I'm just curious, just from your perspective, what does it take to have good footwork on grass? And to what extent does that matter when it's as slippery as it looks? Because Manorino and Serena are not rookies out there. They're both very accomplished grass court players. Serena, obviously, way more so. But yeah, what does it take? Grass is the specialty surface of right now. I mean, in the history of tennis, prior to 1974, three of the four majors were played on grass courts. Then two of the four were played on it up until 1988. The Australian yeah. Open moved to hard courts. So now it's just Wimbledon. And, and you only play on grass for like one month a year. But that season was taken away last year. So for, for so many reasons for the players, they come into this Wimbledon so underprepared for the most challenging of surfaces, particularly what you're speaking about, Ben, which is feeling confident with the movement. In my day, it was a different pace. It wasn't hit as hard. No. You didn't have to make as many quick, sort of violent moves as today's play. When I was watching courtside practice, it had been a year and a half since I'd watched it live. I couldn't believe the no. pace of everybody. Yeah, no, people, the way people like Djokovic throw themselves around the court or even like Kim Kleister's, you know, inventing sort of sliding on all surfaces, that wasn't something that was happening in your day. And there wasn't really baseline play meaningfully in terms of long rallies and stuff like that it, it, back in the earlier days of grass tennis. No, I don't, so therefore, I actually think uh, the players, both ATP, WTA, needs, need to really come together with one voice and say, hey, the game is different. It's played different now. We have to figure out how to make grass courts not as dangerous, not as slippery 
slippery as um, as it is the first few days uh, at Wimbledon. And I think you know you should look into some innovations or some some sort of a uh, something you could put on the grass that just Broken. makes it not as slippery. Yeah. I, I don't think they've, I, they've thought enough about it, but I think they will after this year. I think they should. What sort of struck me in the statements from Wimbledon was like the lack of flexibility in terms of it, because they were saying basically, sort of essentially through their hands, they were saying, well, we do what we always do, and the weather didn't quite cooperate because while the grass was still lush and, and unworn in those first couple days, uh, what happened to be when it was immediately under the roof and getting its play. So when it's at its most sort of slippery or most you know, least tractionful, whatever the word for that would be. Uh, it was under the roof, and the moisture was staying in there. So Djokovic in the first match was falling all over the place against Jack Draper. And, uh, and his second match. Yes, and he's falling. We we're recording this during the match against Anderson. He's fallen a bunch more, too. But there's nothing, there's no provision for, oh, if the grass isn't worn yet, then you shouldn't close the roof or just not play on that court or have something out there, you know, like dryer, like the kind of dryers they use on court at the, you know, U.S. Open or whatever. Like, why not have something like that that could dry out the grass potentially from there? It just doesn't seem like there's a lot of, they're just sort of saying, well, this is how it is and kind of washing their hands a little bit of responsibility for making sure these players are safe because it did, it did not seem safe yesterday. No, it, it didn't seem safe. Listen, if, if tennis grips could have tourniquet grip to make the grips less yeah. slippery, um, when you think about the rosin bag in baseball that, that pitchers use or um, I'm sure there's things... Chalk and gymnastics or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be some material that doesn't hurt the grass that they can put on it that helps soak up the moisture um, also, I think they need to look at the ventilation systems when the roofs are shut and, and maybe try and increase the airflow even more, take humidity out of the air, um, and maybe look at playing more on center court before first ball. Yeah. Center court's had more, because I've covered a lot on court one, I've seen out, out matches being played on the outside courts, and there's definitely something about center court that's a lot more slippery than the other courts. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Before, as by tradition, on center court, they only play one club member's women's doubles match. That's, I think, very, very light. Not a very rigorous test for the court surface. Very gentle match. It doesn't really get it at all, you know, chewed up or anything to give more traction, whereas the outer courts get practice on by players, and on the first day, they're not as bad yet. You're right, the only two injury retirements there have been on this whole tournament were Manorino and Serena, both on center. And I will say, while Serena, Manorino and Serena's situation was going on yesterday, I was calling Coco Golf match mm. on court two. She was having issues too. Oh my goodness, Coco. But she's another one that moves so quickly. Like her, her pivot and change of direction is as quick as anybody's. And her feet were just going all over the place. I mean, she hit some great shots from, from being down on the ground, getting back up. But, you know, she's 17, a lot more flexible. And I just... You know, we all hope that this, this was not Serena's last situation here at Wimbledon. No, I mean, with Coco, Coco was actually saying in press af afterwards, I don't know if you saw it, but that she, her coaches talked to her afterwards and said that actually what was happening with her is that between points she was walking to get her towel on the edge of the court, and the edge of the court was spongier, it was wetter, and so the soles of her shoes were getting wet, and then she was coming back on court with slippery shoes and then falling even more than she might otherwise, Okay, so too. That's, yeah. that's another thing to look at is maybe near where the towels are, where players go over, maybe there could be, like you get this on a clay court, uh, uh, sometimes where you have like a, a little thing where you can get your shoes clean. Oh, a little like, brush thing? Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe you could have something that you could put your feet in over by your towel. Oh, like, almost like a little doormat that you could wipe your feet on, yeah. But it, but, but, but it would have some sort of a product that would help the shoes um, not be as slippery. And I think they have to look at the, um, at the nubs and, and think whether or not the bottoms of the grass court shoes in this modern way that players are playing only one month a year on the grass 
there needs to be something given to the players to give them a little more confidence with their footing. It has to be tough for confidence. I mean, you see, like Andy Murray, for example, is going out on center court later today, and he was slipping, or not slipping too much, but he commented after Serena fell, like on Twitter, saying, it's really slippery out there, like, feel for Serena. And now after these injuries pile up, he, with his, you know, metal hip is going out there later today, you know, not knowing when his, how much longer his career will be, and sort of putting it out there on this risky court when it's still, it's not raining currently, so I think the roof is open, but hopefully... Yeah, hopefully it's drying out some, but you never know. I mean, today is it's not dry, warm at all. No, today is the driest day. We do need some sunshine. I watched Andrescu. To me, she was another player. Hasn't played that much on grass. She did play some lead-up tournaments. But she, after what happened yesterday, I think she went out there, given her history of injuries, I think she went out there very tentative against Cornet. Only won three games. I mean, Cornet's a solid grass court player, beating Serena here. But I just think there's a ripple effect to what the players have seen that today would have made a lot of players. Isner took a horrible fall. Yeah. I thought he really hurt his knee. Um, so it's it's definitely the thing that's being talked about a lot early in the championships. Do you remember having tournaments like that for you where you'd see other players get hurt and it would make you more nervous or if just things feel unsafe or can I, even if you didn't have a specific example if you can imagine what that would do to sort of unsettle I think you know even yeah we see people even people on not even injuries we've seen tournaments where one player gets upset and the other favorites get sort of nervous too and this is the same sort of concept I guess well, one thing I can remember is, say, is a different major but Mary Jo Fernandez slipping on uh, the baseline at the US Open hmm. and tweaking her knee when it was just drizzling a little bit you know what that was about the last time they played a match on a hard court with a little bit of a drizzle I mean yeah. basically stop now I think there needs to be a measurement maybe for something with the dewiness of the grass where they just say, I'm sorry, it's unplayable. Like when lightning's in the area, yeah. when there's too much rain on, on other surfaces, uh, it, maybe if, it's too, if the grass is too damp, they need to suspend play until it gets back into a safer situation. And the one thing I'm looking into is not, I don't think that Wimbledon said they checked the court conditions at the beginning of the day, but I do not think from what I, and I'm waiting to hear a response from the club on this, that they checked after Manorino got hurt before they put Serena on that court to see if the court had gotten worse or damper or dewier or any of those things. That feels like something you should have to do is due diligence. Once somebody has a, an injury on there, you've got to make sure it's safe for the next person. And I know that they didn't put another match on center after, because usually sometimes they do. They do put an extra match on center, but yesterday they held off on putting any more people on center after two straight injury retirements. Well, you think about how um, the heat rules handled. It's yeah. measured with a very precise uh, at certain times, and they continue to measure it. So, you know, I think by next year's championship, I think there will be some new, new things put in place. No, they're learning. Well, in happier times, how does it feel to be back at Wimbledon? Just briefly to wrap up, how has how's your first two days been back uh, on site at a, well, at, on the job? It's actually been pretty pretty good. Um, I, I got here early because of um, ESPN wanting us all to start our testing protocol uh, in advance of the tournament. Usually I just give myself like a day and a half, two days. But it was lovely. I got in Thursday. I had a couple of relaxed days. Um, wasn't able to go to the village like normal. Um, but now a little bit of normalcy talking to you on a podcast. Yeah, person. it's nice. Um, and I just love being back at a place that I enjoyed having my 16th birthday in 1978. That's right. My first Wimbledon. And in its 40 years uh, since Martina and I won our first of 20 majors, this Wimbledon on my birthday in uh, 1981. So I have a lot of happy memories since 78 here, and it's great to be back. And your birthday's on Middle Sunday this year, is that right? My birthday is the last Middle Sunday. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost a big one. It's a 5-9 birthday instead okay. of 6-0. Okay. We don't like 6-0. It doesn't sound good in tennis. Well, it's a bagel. You'd have bagels for your birthday for 6-0. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. That changed. See, I think the club, and just circling back one more time, the club is willing to change some things. In fact, yeah. they're letting go of the Middle Sunday. 
So I think they have to look at things like how the grass courts are prepared and make some changes. They do change, it just takes longer here, basically. It does, but that's yeah. part of the charm. Part of the charm sometimes. Pam, thank you very much thank for all of your you. charm. I appreciate it. Charm City. Exactly. So thank you to Pam Shriver for coming on this little round one wrap show of No Challenges remaining mini episode. I am the only person here on site for the New York Times this week, so busier a lot than usually during the recent slams of the pandemic. Uh, but glad to be able to bring you something and hope to have some more uh, when time allows during the show. Certainly middle Sunday at the very least we'll, we'll do a show, hopefully with Courtney. Uh, I want to thank our Slam Champ backers, as always, here, who support us on patreon.com slash no challenges remaining. If you want to support us for the month of July, uh, today's the last day to do so. And people who have already supported us as Slam Champ backers are James Hindle, Susanna W., Anna Valinder, Mary Carrillo, Leo Williams, Sean Mulroy, Liz Kennel, Jonathan Weinbaum, Antonio Maycumber, Ashley Keel, Timothy Liu, and John Simeon. And our special silent backer, who we rarely thank, but who's always with us. So thank you to that special person, and our GOAT backers, Nicole Copeland, Pam Shriver, and J.O.D. And one new backer since our last episode, Cormac Brady. So thank you to all of you wonderful people as well. If you want to support the show, again, patreon.com slash no challenges remaining. That is all from the first round Wimbledon, and we will be back with you during the tournament. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're watching it. Hope you're having a lovely time wherever you are. Happy to be here. Happy to be back with you from a place instead of just my bedroom recording. And we'll see y'all later. Bye.